you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets. This is Action Network's daily basketball betting podcast. I'm Maria Marino filling in for Matt Moore and joining me are Brandon Anderson and Jim Turvey. So we need to look at the games for Tuesday, May 9th. We got a couple of game fives with 76ers and Celtics and the Nuggets and Suns. So what we'll do is, as per usual, we'll get picks from the guys and then we'll explain the reasoning behind those picks. Brandon, why don't you uh, tip things off? What are the picks that you like for Tuesday? All right, I'm loaded up for Tuesday. It is a big slate, two game fives, two to two. I mean, this is this is about as good as it gets in the NBA. We don't get too many more of these two games a night days either. So I got a bunch here. I'm going to go with Sixers under 103 and a half on the team total. And then give me Malcolm Brogdon at least two threes for a prop in that one. And then I'm going to load up on the Denver Nuggets. I'm ready. This is the game I've been waiting for, game five. Give me the Nuggets minus five, five and a half. Give me Nuggets and six on the series. Give me Nuggets to win the West. I'm loading up on futures. We'll get into it when we get there. Jim, what about you? Excellent. Well, I'll start where Brent and I are in lockstep. I'm also all over Denver. This is a spot we targeted before the series, and it's looking like uh, nothing, nothing's really changed in my mind to, to stop it. So I'm going to be on Nuggets spread and be on Nuggets alt spread. I'm going to be looking at Kevin Durant under on points and rebounds, as well as potentially points, rebounds, and assists. A little quieter on the other game. All I'm really looking at there is Tatum over for rebounds. Got it. And that way... This is all, you know, out of the way for for people that are looking for picks. But before we actually get into the reasoning behind this, I should probably mention if you don't know me or haven't heard me on this podcast before, uh, I started with Action Network back in March and I host our show Green Dot Daily Monday through Friday at three Eastern. And uh, Jim Turvey and I will actually be hosting some WNBA versions of this podcast as well, starting with a little season preview we're planning for this Friday. So keep an eye oh, out yeah. for that. But 
Let's uh, get into the thought process behind these picks. We're going to start with Celtics Sixers game five, which is the earlier game on Tuesday. And Brandon, you said you like that Sixers team total under. Tell us about it. Yeah, I feel like we we just saw this exhausting game, right? Sunday was exhausting as a fan. Great, great basketball, two classic games. But here's the minutes that we saw in that game. We saw James Harden, 47 minutes. That's that's all but one minute of a traditional game. Joel Embiid, 46. Uh-oh, I don't love that. Tyrese <laughs> Maxey, 45. Tobias Harris, 45. Jason Tatum, 47. Jalen Brown, 44. Look, that's what happens in an overtime game in the playoffs. You got to play all the minutes. But here we are. We've been on, I believe now, just a game every two days, all the way through here. These are tired teams. They went all the way. They pushed hard into overtime. Boston, I think, should the, the minutes are a little less for them. Horford, only 38. Brogdon, 36. Derek White, 31. So I, I like Boston to have a little bit of a fatigue advantage here. And beating Harden at 46 and 47 is a real worry for me. We thought that that would be a worry for Sunday. It, it didn't happen. <laughs> Harden was awesome, got into the time machine. I don't know how to tell you when Harden's going to be good or not anymore. I have no idea. I thought we figured it out. I thought it was, well, we had a week off in game one. So he was rested and now he's not rested. Now he's bad again. It's apparently not that. But I, I just feel like the signs point toward a slog of a game here. This is a huge pivotal game, a big moment for both franchises. And I think we're just going to have tired teams and probably either that means tired legs and tired shots that hit front rim, or it means more from the backups who are just not as good. That's why they're the backups. So then a little bit less efficient of offense to me, when I do a team total under it's because I'm kind of looking for multiple outs here. So the main out is I like Boston to win the game. I rather play this than the cover because the line is getting a little high at seven. But the other out is we might just get an ugly game. And maybe we just see both teams settling in around 100 or less. Maybe Philly even wins, but I can still win the bet that way. So I like the under 103 and a half. Philly has been at 87 and 102 in their losses. So I think that's the right angle there. And then I do have kind of a, a complicated but fun same game parlay that correlates to this. Complicated but fun is how I do bets, Maria, on buckets. That, that's how I roll here. So James Harden, I think, is clearly the bellwether of the series, right? James Harden scores 42 in a win, 45 in a win, and then what? Something like 16 and 12 in the two losses. So I think it yeah. makes a lot of sense to do something correlated with James Harden. If you like Boston, you probably should like them because James Harden's not scoring. If you like Philly, you probably expect James Harden is scoring. So here's the same game parlay I've cooked up. Harden goes under 22 and a half. Sixers go under the 103 and a half. And then the Celtics lead at halftime and cover the minus seven. That's four parts, but they're all correlated. Boston gets out early. Harden never gets going. Philly doesn't score. Plus 348. It's complicated, but Boston has hit that all four parts pretty comfortably and all four of their wins. So I like getting aggressive there because if Harden doesn't show up, then I feel like that's kind of been the read in the series. If Harden can't score like he needs to, Philly has not had enough other options. I really like this. I mean, first of all, I agree with everything you said regarding um, just the, the Sixers 
team under, I, not only are they going to be traveling and most likely the more tired team, it doesn't feel like this is going to be a Sixers win. It, it just, it just feels like the Celtics should have won the last game. I mean, they're by all accounts. I mean, it took overtime and another Herculean effort by James Harden in order to win that game four. And so being that, you know, you kind of need that to happen in order for the Celtics to win and, you know, have Harden go under his point total, have the Sixers generally not be scoring as much. I could see all of those things happening. And what's interesting to me too is just how much more balanced the Celtics were, Mm -hmm. you know, six players in double digits. Whereas for Philly, again, you need Harden to be all of a sudden like, you know, MVP Harden scoring over 40 in order for this Celtics uh, team to have a chance. And uh, (laughs) I do not like, like their chances just uh, in terms of the level of rest that they're going to have. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, no. In fact, my play kind of ties along with, with this approach that both of you are taking is I I do see a slog of a game with a lot of missed shots and a lot of rebounds up out there for, for people to grab. Um, Brandon, you were talking about minutes. You were running through, you know, 47 Tatum, 46 Embiid. Uh, here's a, here's one for you. 14 minutes. That was Time Lord's minutes. He is not getting much run this post. It's, it's, I don't know if he's not fully healthy. I don't know if, if Missoula doesn't have full confidence in him, but he is not getting the minutes to steal rebounds right now. And one of the guys grabbing the rebounds in his stead is Jason Tatum. He's averaging well over 10 rebounds a game this postseason. His numbers at nine and a half right now, which is higher than it was during the regular season. So I can, I, the books have, you know, they've sniffed it out a little bit. They're not, they're not zoning out, but he's hit this, um, I believe seven of 10 in the playoffs. Um, and one of those misses was a big blowout uh, when they're, so he only got like 16 minutes. So in the games, he's really played significant minutes. He's seven of seven of nine. I, I mean, I could see a Celtics blow up, but I don't think it's going to be one of those where it's like, you know, Tatum doesn't play the fourth quarter. Cause I just don't see either of these teams really, you know, exploding offensively in this, in this game five. So Tatum's been, he's been hitting this over time. Lord really isn't getting the minutes to, to steal those rebounds from him. So that's kind of the angle there along with you guys. I see kind of a slog of a game, lots of rebound opportunities and, and Tatum's been grabbing them. Yeah. I mean, Tatum had 18 yeah. rebounds in game four, which is wild. I mean, for uh, him clearly not having his best game offensively, I think he had one field goal in the first half, uh, you know, still ends up with 24 points. Like I said, those 18 boards, four blocks. So really uh, showed up on the defensive end. Uh, but I think we all feel, t- tell me if if you guys agree. I think we all feel like this is the Celtics series it's their series to lose and even though they lost the last game I just feel so much better about them than I do the the Sixers in this series and I would be pretty shocked if the Sixers are able to win two in a row so anything else we should we should add about this uh this game five before we turn our attention to Suns Nuggets yeah I I got one more prop I'm gonna do Brogdon threes I like the Tatum rebounds, by the way. That was on my list of props to look at. Uh, you mentioned the one game, Jim, that he played only 19 minutes. He still had seven rebounds that game. So if you just yeah. up the minutes to what normal pace would be, then he easily clears there too. So I do have a little more concern than you, I think, on a possible blowout or just kind of pulling away late. 
and he had a 10, he had an 11. So he's, he, the number has gone up enough now that I'm like, ah, I wish we were going to get like a nice juicy double, double line or something. Yeah. So I, I still like it, but I don't necessarily love it and need to play it. Brogdon threes. He's it. He's averaging four per game. This series. He's at least two, all four games. He's at least six attempts, all four of them. It's kind of when when he's in, he's getting the shots up. And he did play a little less down the stretch there for Boston. But I like him at two. At FanDuel, our sponsor, you can get him to play three three-pointers is plus 200. Four is plus 600. He's had a five three-pointer game and a six this series already. He's getting those shots up. He's making 53%. So he's not going to keep doing that forever. But they're pretty good looks for him. Um, so yeah, I think that's like a typical escalator play that I do like Brogdon on threes. And I, I agree with you, Maria. It, it does seem like this should be a Sixers or sorry, a Celtics series. Basically we have four games. There's two blowout comfortable wins for Boston. And then there's two, this could be a sweep. The other two games could have just been James Harden doesn't make a three at the end of both of them. And we're done here and having a very different conversation that is, I guess, not talking about them currently. <laughs> But right. it does seem like it's Boston series to lose. I don't think that means Philly can't win. You win one home game, you steal a different one. That's it. You're out. But it does. It's Boston's to lose for sure. I'm I'm still just floored at, about sort of the end of uh, of game four and <laughs> the Celtics uh, use or lack thereof of timeouts, just their poor late game execution. And yet, like. They were down so big and and really had a chance to to storm back and and win despite so many things going uh, Philly's way. So uh, I, I'm not feeling great if I'm Philly. And uh, a big reason is just Joel Embiid is clearly just not healthy. Um, and he's, you know, he's just not operating at full strength. He's essentially on one one healthy leg, um, which has sort of been his story uh, in the past pretty much every postseason, which is why they haven't won. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let's turn our attention now to uh, Nuggets and Suns, another series that's tied 2-2. Nuggets are favored by five and a half in this one. And Brandon, you like the Nuggets minus the points. I don't like the Nuggets minus the points. I love the Nuggets (laughs) minus the points. I tweeted about wanting this line before it even popped last night. And then like, I'm like refreshing apps. Give me the, (laughs) give me the line, post the line, give us the line. (laughs) I was in already at Nuggets minus three and a half. What posted at one book. I still see 
a lot of fives out there. It's minus five and a half at FanDuel right now. I don't really mind at any of them. I'd rather get the shorter number, of course, but you've heard the style we've talked about. The team that's winning is typically covering. I like the Nuggets a lot here, and I liked them in this precise game five spot the moment the schedule came out. This is the spot that we talked about heading into the series because what we've seen is continuing. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker playing every minute they possibly can, and we're back to the schedule thing. We just talked about it with uh, Embiid and Harden and Durant and Booker are not the same, but man, they're doing everything. And they're not just playing all the minutes. They're doing everything. This <laughs> is a two man son's team doing everything. And oh my gosh, are they doing everything? That was yeah. incredible on Sunday, but here we are now hitting the road where the Suns are not as good. They were 17 and 24 on the road this year. Denver was 34 and seven at home. Denver is as good as anyone in the league at home. And don't forget the elevation and that factor that factors into the fatigue. So here we are with a Suns team that has to be wearing down with like unheard of usage that Booker and Durant are seeing playing all the minutes. And now it's a spot where they haven't been good on the road. They weren't good games one and two Denver won by double digits, both of those games. And look, the Suns are a lot of fun. <laughs> Devin Booker is like looking into the face of God right now and just hitting every shot that he takes. And Kevin Durant, what did he score? Like 36 yesterday. And we were just like, didn't notice, didn't, don't care. It didn't matter because Jokic scored 50 and Booker scores every shot that he takes. This is absurd yes. basketball right now. But at, at some point, those guys are going to miss a shot. Like, give me a shot. Miss one shot sometime, Devin Booker. <laughs> and I just, I like the Nuggets here. I still like them as the better team in the series. That's been my read all series long. I haven't really been daunted by these last couple of games. The Nuggets have been facing the, the hand of God, Devin Booker, and still had a chance to win both games. So this game five elevation spot in Denver, this is a hammer spot for me. One thing I want to note here, we are not going to talk about the possible Jokic suspension for the on-court incident with Suns owner Matt Ishbia. Uh, I don't believe that Jokic is going to get suspended. I don't think he should be. You can hear all about that on all the hot take shows. The line right now is basically what it was game one and two. I think it reflects that Jokic should play. I think that's the expectation. So if you want to wait, you can wait to put your Nuggets bets in until you have clear news of that. But we are basically going forward with the expectation that he should play. And Jim, you are feeling the same way about Denver, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And it, not only is it the, you know, they're, they're traveling today, they're going to elevation. They're not great on the road. Denver's good at home. It's also the, one of the quicker turnarounds earlier in this series. They had a couple days off on that. Those, those travel days before they were coming home too. This is a much quicker turnaround. It's an older uh, Kevin Durant, which is going to go into the the cap that I've got here. It's just, it it's like, like Brandon said, I mean, I'm in, I'm, with him pretty much a hundred percent of what he said it's this was the spot from the beginning of the series i i don't think i think it's really easy to kind of lose track with you know game to game we get these narratives booker is playing out of his mind right now if you zoom out this is the spot you want to be on denver if you if you if there's a spot you ever want to be on them it's right now and and i i do it's it's not to the extremes of the celtics and sixers but this very easily could be four nothing nuggets as well. These two wins in Phoenix have gone down to the, the wire. The, the final scores end up being like six or seven. Both ones, I believe, were one possession games under a minute. And then there was just free throws on the stretch that that made it, you know, a tiny bit bigger. But this this very reasonably could be, you know, over or nuggets three one. 
coming into the series, the Nuggets were my look. This is just, it, it's such a good spot for them. I'm even looking at some alt spreads. Um, I really think that the the Suns could look at this and, you know, they're, they are potentially getting called back for game six. They'll be back home. They'll, they'll get the chance to to push it. They, they can't lose the series today. So if we've seen, we've seen four wins of 29 or more um, in this postseason already, that's out of about 57 games. That's like 7%. Um, these two games are close. So I know that if you're doing math here, it's a little funky, but you can do an alt spread up to 29 plus minus 20 and a half is the biggest <laughs> alt spread you can get on FanDuel. It's plus 1800. That's about 5% implied. So there's, there's, you know, once you get out to those extremes, there's, you're just, it's the tiniest of, of margins. Cause you're talking about, you know, five versus 6% implied, but I, I do think there's maybe a better chance of, of a sun's just folding it up and, and moving along to game five. So if you, if you're with us on being fully locked and loaded on nuggets, I don't hate sprinkling, you know, a little, a couple along the way, you know, um, nuggets minus 12 and a half nuggets, 17 and a half, just spread them out a little bit, go down in unit as you go, if you want, that's typically what I'll do. Um, I think my favorite play, I mean, nuggets in general are favorite, but I really like looking under on Kevin Durant. Um, he he is playing out of his mind. He's playing great, but he's also some of these. We talk a lot about potential assists, potential rebounds. These numbers for him right now are crazy. So he's he's grabbing eighty two and a half percent of his rebound chances right now. That is comically above it, what what typically a a player will get, especially a player like Kevin Durant, who's not you know uh, a Nikola Jokic who has the the width and size to on, on a contested rebound really get all of them. So. I think that rebound number is going to come down. He's averaging over 10 a game. I, I don't see that lasting. Um, his assists, his potential assists are far over 50% as well in the series. Um, and his shooting, that Booker and, and Durant are mid-range gods for sure. But I, at some point, they have to come back to earth. So so betting on their aggression, I know Raheem is, is famous for saying, don't try and catch the falling knife. Maybe I'm, I've got a little bit of falling knife. I think there's so many falling knives that maybe I can try and if there's, you know, eight falling <laughs> knives, one of them I can I can catch a hold of. Um, so I, I'm looking Kevin Durant under points and rebounds, I think is my favorite. But I also don't hate um, looking under points, rebounds and assists. Um, I There's also the blowout potential. Durant's the oldest of this crew. I think he might be, you know, most impacted by the quick turnaround and the, and the altitude. So all over Denver. Kind of fading Kevin Durant big. Um, I think those are those are that's how I'm feeling in Game Five. I really like uh, the point you you made about sort of the Nuggets feeling more like they've had this this uh, series in hand uh, despite the last two losses. Very similar to the way that we were talking about the Celtics. The Nuggets are far more balanced than the Suns. You know, the, this uh, Game Four Nuggets had all five of their starters in double figures. Obviously, we know that Jokic. Also dropped a, a 50 spot with with those 11 dimes. But <laughs> the point you made too about like the 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 Suns could very well have lost this game if it's if it were not for Landry Shamit <laughs> making five threes. I mean, where would the Suns be? Where would yeah. the Suns be? Like they needed that sort of outlier performance from Shamit, even though you know Booker and and Durant each had 36 yeah. and. Booker uh, was 14 of 18 from the field and, and 12 dimes for him as well. So I'm feeling very similarly the same way. I, I kind of feel like this, the Celtics are the more balanced team in that series. The Nuggets feel like the more balanced team here. And it just sort of points to uh, your play, Brandon, um, on the Nuggets in this series. 
Yeah, this is the spot to me to go in on Nuggets futures. And, you know, I'm the futures guy. This is really, I think, the spot to make a big futures splash here. Because if you like Denver to win this game, like Jim and I both do a lot, this is probably going to be your best chance to invest in Denver right now. So I like Nuggets to win the series. Nuggets in six right now, I'm seeing at plus 260. That's implied about 28%. I think that's really low. I put that closer around 45%, which is a pretty big margin. That probably tells me my math is off a little bit because the margin shouldn't be off that much. (laughs) But I like Nuggets just to, I like them to win the next couple of games and close this out. I I don't see any reason why they can't go to Phoenix and get that win in game six. And what will still be just one day of rest and a continually further tired Phoenix team. They've had every chance to win in both Phoenix games. So I like them there just on the series. If you rather play it that way at FanDuel, it's minus 162. That's 62%. I have them around 74%. So if you don't want to do the aggressive thing like I do and just play just to take the series, I like that. But I think also, if you like them in the series, if you're playing that standard escalator, you got to think forward. Okay, well, if they're winning the series, what else are you going to win? And I have to like them to win the West. I'm going to like Denver against Golden State or Los Angeles. I expect that series to go just as long, possibly longer. So there might be a rest advantage in Denver's favor. They're going to certainly have home court advantage in that series. We know that the Warriors in particular are not good on the road. So that would be a huge dichotomy there in that series. And again, uh, my math, I have the Nuggets almost exactly even odds to come out of the West right now because I'm very high on them winning the series. And I will definitely like them a lot in the next round. That would be obviously a plus 100. I see a plus 200 out there right now for Nuggets to win the West. So that is a huge margin in my favor. I will say, Jim, you and I talked before the series about is this the spot to bet on Nikola Jokic to win West MVP rather than the series? I see a plus 240 there. I don't really know how they win if it's not Jokic. And so then we can even better margin, but also... Maybe Jamal Murray just like hits a thousand threes. We've seen that happen before. I don't think the 40 cents is so necessary for me. So I think I probably just play the 200 here. But to me, this is the spot. I don't know if I need Denver title futures because I'm not positive how I feel about them. And I'm not really sure who comes out of the East still, if I'm being honest right now. But Denver to win the series, Denver to win the West. I'm playing multiple ways. This is an angle that I love. This is a game that I love. And when you're better and you find a spot you like and it's a spot you want to hammer, it's a good idea to attack it multiple ways. So that's the way I'm attacking this one. And to your point, you probably won't get a better price or a better discount than uh, than you will right now coming off of uh, those two losses for Denver. Now, you mentioned, Brandon, not knowing exactly who's going to come <laughs> out of the East. Do we want to get into a a quick little reaction here on the weekend, uh, particularly with uh, with Heat Knicks? Are we feeling that right now? (laughs) Yeah, a little weekend recap. We usually recap a little bit on Monday. Jim, you're next. Life support. How are you feeling? (laughs) It does. It does feel that way. So I, I, you know, you you go out of game three, which was one of Joe, Joe, Sean, and I talked about this on, on Monday's bucket. One of the worst offensive performances I've ever seen from a Knicks <laughs> team. It truly was terrible. And, you know, I, I, my initial reaction was like, zoom out, you know, Hey, they're shooting 27% from three at some point there's going to be, you know, 
Julius Randle maybe isn't going to heat up, but there, there are guys on this team. They're not a 27% shooting team from three. Then you dig a little deeper. The Heat are only shooting 30% from three. So I don't know if the Heat, the, you know, they, they were a worse shooting team in, in the regular season, but I I don't know. I it you you kind of had this from the start. You pegged this as the 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 ways that the Knicks offense works is they get free throws, they get offensive rebounds, and they don't turn the ball over. Well, guess what? Those three things that they those those three factors that usually go hard in their favor are about even with the Heat. The Heat have cleaned up. They they have made sure the the Knicks have not been able to get on the offensive glass. They haven't fouled the Knicks, and they're about even on turnovers. And if the Knicks aren't getting those key advantages, it's not a good offense. And when you when you toss in Jimmy Butler being the best player in the series, mm-hmm. you toss in Spo being. And it's not even really a shot at tips because I just think Spo is the best coach in basketball right now. Yeah. He's he's an incredible coach. He's he lives for this stuff and he's he's really showing it. He's 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 locked in right now. I think the the Celtics and Sixers are both, you know, they're not going to be sleeping on the heat. This, this is a legitimate heat team composting. It's kind of crazy. They did the thing where they they walked through the whole regular season, but it, it's working. And I this Knicks team is is so hard to read that you know we we could they could wake up from three and it and if they win today they're suddenly two two and it's the best of three where they have home court so I'm not entirely writing them off I, for me it's a stay away right now um, I I would lean towards the Heat but that's how the market leans so that I don't really see a whole lot of value there right yeah I, I would say yeah I, I, here's how I feel about the series my main feeling is we just watched basketball transcendence for eight hours on Sunday and now I have to watch Nick's heat again that's how I feel about the series sorry Jim I do think that there is I think there's value on heat futures and let me be clear what I mean on that I think the number is wrong I think the heat are going to lose and not win these bets but Jim you talked about five percent versus six percent that sort of thing Heat are plus 480 to win the East and plus 2,800 to win the title. I don't think those are the right numbers. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win the title. I don't think they're going to win the East. I think they could win the East though. And part of the thing is, I'm not sure the Knicks win tonight. And if the Heat win there and then win in five, Jimmy gets a lot of time to rest that ankle. And now you have a Heat team with Jimmy Butler, who's going to look at either Boston, who he took to literally the last shot a year ago, or to Philly, who he lives (laughs) rent-free in the heads of every player on that team. Like, Miami plays up to their opponent. They play down in the regular season to the bad opponents. They play up to these teams. You're going to have, by far, a coaching advantage with Spo against Missoula or Doc, and you're going to have Jimmy Butler, hopefully more rested, who could be the best player in the court against either one of those teams, they are going to have a chance. Miami's going to do the thing where they're going to be like within six points with four minutes left. And yeah. now we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't mind the plus 480. I'm not going to go crazy on it. It's not a prediction, but I think it's the wrong number. I think Miami is live to be the second eight seed ever to make a finals. I love it. I love it. I think, uh, I think you just convinced me on that. And it's for, for all the reasons that you just mentioned. I, I agree, uh, Jim. I don't think the, the Knicks are dead, but at the same time, they're kind of on life support right now. I mean, I felt like they were on life support losing game one. <laughs> and then the fact that they win, it must have been game two, right? Without Jimmy. Yeah. Um, and it was barely. And that barely. was, you know, with a, with a, a, very, uh, a very favorable crowd. And so... Uh, you know, this game here, Monday night, 
it's kind of a it's kind of a a must win for them. I feel like their 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 chances in the series are obviously much more diminished, and that's why you see, you know, a price that's not super favorable uh, regarding the Heat on this series as a whole. But um, yeah, the way I've seen Missoula coach, the way I've seen Rivers coach so far, I do I do like that coaching matchup. If uh, if Spolstra is going against any of them. And uh, Jimmy is probably the most confident in the bunch. So Jim being a Knicks fan, um, you know, not, not the greatest outlook there. <laughs> hey, this but, is as good uh, as it's been in years. So I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look, they won a first round series yeah. and, and that was the first time since what, 2013. So, yeah, I, so. I mean, this is, this is definitely progress. Um, and, and Jalen Brunson has been just an, a, an absolute great pickup yeah. for them this yep. season. But uh, that being said, you know, Brandon, you took the Warriors in their series. Are, are you feeling worried? I wouldn't say I'm feeling worried, but I definitely wouldn't say I'm feeling confident. You know, you, you're, <laughs> we're down 2-1 on the pick. I don't, like, 2-1 paints a grimmer picture, I think, for the Warriors than it does for the Knicks, partly because home court is flipped between those two. Like, the Warriors, we, the Warriors blew game one. Uh, maybe that's not fair to say it, but... Coming off of the game seven, they weren't mentally locked in. They lost the game. They lost home court advantage. Since then, we effectively have held serve. We had effectively a blowout Warriors win at home. That's what's supposed to happen. We had a big Lakers win at home over the weekend. That's what's supposed to happen. It was ugly. It feels terrible right now because of how good the Lakers looked in that game. But I think to me, the main takeaway from the series is I don't know that I'm panicking on the Warriors pick. I'm definitely not looking to add to my Warriors position right now in the mm-hmm. series. I think the bigger takeaway for me is we're going to keep overreacting to these games because it's Steph and LeBron and we have to. Like we're going to yeah. we're going to see them Steph hit six threes in a quarter or LeBron go barreling through everyone for a dunk and like we're going to see the things that flash and remind us of all the great stuff they can do. These just aren't those teams. Like the, 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 we're going to have some fun. We're going to see the moments Someone's probably going to win a long series here. I think that's kind of what we thought coming in. I don't want long-term futures positions on either of these teams. I I don't think that it's like, it's not impossible because we don't have necessarily a great team here. And the Warriors are always going to be a matchup problem. And LeBron Canales is turned back the way, way clock. And you never know what can happen. I don't really think that LeBron is there right now on this foot that he's playing on. We'll see in the future. I don't think Steph has enough help in these teams. These are just two very flawed teams who can hit the great heights and then miss them almost all the other times. And I think that's what we're seeing is every now and then it looks really good because also the other teams are really not that good. And uh, it's kind of like to me, this is slanderous, but I'm just going to say it now that I thought (laughs) of it. It's like when we're watching March Madness, this is like if we took one of those eight versus nine opening round games and we're like, hey, how about best of seven? That'll be fun, right? And we just like let them go True. for it for a while. Like, I feel like we're just, we're having fun and it's Steph and LeBron. I just, I don't feel like we're going to get a title out of either one of these teams here. Well, I feel that way more so about the Warriors just because I think they're more tired. And I mean, there's a reason why it's so hard to win a title back to back. And, you know, they're not the youngest bunch either. Uh, and again, they needed uh, a crazy effort, a vintage effort by Steph in order to make it out of the first round in a game seven. So 
as much as both of these teams are up and down. And I, I love the Warriors too, Brandon. I really do. I mean, <laughs> how could you not? But it's, it's, and it pains me to say specifically for Steph, but it, it's just not looking good. And Jim, I believe you had a, uh, a ticket on them too. Yeah. I'm probably not quite as down on them as, as the two of you. I, I do think I, I I'm also in, in kind of a, a wait and see right here. I, I'm not going to double down. I do think there are paths forward for this Warriors team. And I, I think even in, th- in this round, certainly, I, I think this was, you know, I'm not even going conspiracy theory on this. I'm not saying the league wants seven games. I'm saying these are two teams that understand the bigger picture and are okay with it being a longer series. They're not going to sell out to try and win games. So I kind of saw a longer series from the start. I'm still thinking that way. I think it's going to come down. This is a terrible, you know, hot take, but like there's going to be a lot of shot variants. And if the warrior, the yeah. warriors take a ton of threes, it, it could be a couple good bounces, a couple bad bounces. I still like the warriors in the series. Um, I like my, my play for these games, three and four. Um, I was going to bet warriors money line each game. Uh, I was seeing a split. I still like that. So I'm on the warriors money line tonight. Um, and in terms of, you know, futures looking online, I'm certainly not going to add to it right now. Um, but I do think, you know, the Lakers, part of what they've done so well against um, the Warriors, Joe Dallara had a great breakdown of it. They they have a defense that can kind of uniquely stop Steph. Um, if they if they do that, like, high drop with Anthony Davis, like Joe was talking about, that that's that's a pretty tough um, defensive assignment. Denver doesn't have that. I still, I still like Denver. I still would be betting Denver. But I do think the Warriors pro- provide more of a matchup um, problem for the Nuggets than almost any other team out there. Um, so I, that, that'll be a very interesting series if, if we do get to it. Um, I, I'm in a wait and see. I, you know, it, this is annoying uh, advice, but this is hopefully why you listen to us yeah. all year and you built those oh. portfolios and you're sitting with, uh, with us and now can just have some patience and kind of see how things play out so that we don't have to do a future, you know, this second. We can kind of like look at our oh. portfolio, say, hey, we're looking, we're looking solid. Let's see a couple more games and let, let's really dig into matchups, see what coaching adjustments happen. Um, I, I'm, I'm not jumping off ship, but uh, I'm probably not adding to anything as well right now. Yes, you should be listening to us all year long and you should be listening to us for the rest of the week as we come to you here on Buckets with daily podcasts. Uh, presented by FanDuel, and we are going to say goodbye. But before we do, we we have to get a quick WNBA mention in since Jim and I will be starting our W version of Buckets uh, later this week uh, in advance of that season beginning May 19th. Now, Brandon, I need to know sort of if you have any any fandom when it comes to the W. I do. So uh, I'm a noted, as we all know here in Buckets, Timberwolves <laughs> diehard fan and Bulls diehard fan. Noted in my Chicago and Minnesota sports fandom. And That's loyalty, loyalty, never straying yeah, either. So loyal, so loyal. Those are my teams also in the W. I, I love the links. I enjoyed greatly the dynastic run that I know is not happening anymore. We got a <laughs> Chicago Sky Championship. Guys, I need good news. Candace is coming home and Maya's coming out of retirement and we're going back <laughs> to the finals, right? I, I, I don't, honestly, I haven't followed a lot on a lot on these teams in the off season. Can you give me an outlook? Like, where am I looking at Sky or Lynx? 
if I want to put like five bucks down on a long shot future and I see a long shot, I see Sky at FanDuel yeah. are 41 to one to win the title. Links are 45 to one. What do you guys think about either one of these teams for the year? So I'm going to let Jim answer this, but I'll just <laughs> set the stage by saying, sadly, you know, Candace Parker ain't coming home. She, she's <laughs> gone off to, to Vegas. <laughs> Uh, and then on the Minnesota side, not only is, is Maya officially announced her retirement, which hadn't really happened prior. There was still that open door of like, could yeah. she play again? No, she is officially retired. And not only that, but you, you lose Sylvia Fowles, who's one of the greatest players ever. And so it's a, it's a completely new era for Minnesota, Jim. It is. And Brandon, I'm, I'm really sorry to say this, unfortunately. <laughs> so here's the good news. Uh, the good news is there are win totals out in the market. You can go find win totals on the WNBA for the season. I haven't seen in the past. It's awesome. I'm really Ooh. excited. Bad news. I bet the under on both of these teams. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the links are a team that I'm much lower on than the market. Uh, there is, I'll tell you, there are some smart people out there who, who disagree with me on the links. That's probably the one, if you were to talk yourself into it, I mean, Cheryl Reeve, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time. The Fisa Collier is awesome. She only played a little bit last season. I am really curious to see how she comes back. If she comes back, you know, her rookie season, she looked like she could be like in that Asia Wilson tier of the league, like really, really outstanding all around player contributes defense, offense, assists, rebounds, points, everything. She's she, her second and third seasons were a little bit less it dominated. It went, it, it went slightly down instead of going slightly up. If she comes back this season and it's, we go back to like either rookie or better, the ceiling is there for her to be one of the best players in the league. And this team to be in the playoffs. I want to see it first, especially with her having only played about four or five games last year. So I'm, I am a little lower on both teams, sadly, Brandon, I'm sorry, but <laughs> keep an eye on those links. Keep an eye on Nafisa uh, Collier. She's one of the best players in the league. She's fun to watch no matter what. So um, hopefully if, if you need a path in, that might be it. I'll take it. It's, it's better than the Bulls and the Timberwolves. At, at least, at least they'll still be playing. Am I right? Let's have a little fun. Yes, something to look forward to. So definitely keep an eye out for our season preview episode for the WNBA on buckets Friday, May twelfth, with Jim Turvey and myself. Uh, but that's going to do it for this edition of buckets nba version and once again uh you can find us presented by FanDuel with daily episodes daily picks brandon anderson thanks as well for getting this band together this was super fun and as always you can download our award-winning action app you can rate and review this podcast hopefully five stars um and if you do you could potentially win some action swag or a free action pro subscription guys thanks again and let's get some buckets huh action network reminds you please gamble responsibly if you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.